0: Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media, to make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. morning, everyone. See you. Today I'm gonna to jump into the verse I want to talk about and then we'll break it down from there. Usually I wait a little bit to get into the verses, but there's a, there's a verse today from the Gospel of John, chapter three, that I wanna share with you, and it just kinda of made me think a little bit. It was John three thirty-six. If you have your Bibles, John three thirty-six. It really it's a it's a verse that you see quickly, and then nothing really needs to be said, but it's interesting, it says here, John three thirty-six. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life. Okay, that's that's really it. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe in the Son shall not see life. What's the key of this whole thing? It's pretty simple. What's the key of the the verse? He He who believes. Now, this word gets thrown around too much in church, in Christian life. Oh, you have to believe. But I want to investigate this a little bit further today. He who believes. What happens when you believe? An everlasting life. It's pretty clear. What is belief? And maybe the question we'll ask ourselves today, and you don't want to ask yourself, and I don't want to ask myself, is do I actually believe? Do I actually believe? And everyone here says, yeah, we believe one God, God the Father, and then we go from there. But do you believe? Do you actually believe? Do we believe? maybe later on we want want to talk about something else what is hurting my belief what is what is taking me away from fully believing we generally believe in God all of us but sometimes in specific situations faith goes out the window faith goes out the window doubts creep in stress and problems make us in that moment not to believe Let's be honest with ourselves. One thing we always do in front of the the throne of God, which is the altar, and when you come to church is always, 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 always be as honest as you can with yourself and be as honest as you can before God. But I think that there's doubts creep in because we live in a secular environment. What's a secular environment? Who knows what secular means? What does the word secular mean? But we live in a secular environment. We used to think that we live in a Christian environment. That's that's no longer true for many, many, many many years. We do not live in a Christian environment. We live in a secular environment. You know what secular is? It's the absence of God. It's the absence of worship of God. It's the the absence of mentioning God. It's the absence of God generally. That's secular. That's what we live in. So when we say, what's causing me to lose hope, to lose faith? It's because everything around us is not faith everything around us is not faith so when we got back to that verse he who believes has everlasting life everything around us and 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 i know i'm not going to be very popular today in what i say so just my job today is not to be popular but to be honest with you but I, I honestly and, and i'm guilty too i'm not saying by the way if we ever if you ever feel that i'm talking down to you or talking at you that is not the case i'm talking about us but here's the truth We live in a secular environment, and sometimes our home becomes secular. Our homes, including me, become secular. What leads the way in our secular home could be the constant social media, how many times YouTube is there, Netflix is there, TV shows, um, whatever. Those aren't bad, but what's leading the way in our home? We're going to get into that in a second. So I'm going to take it easy on you. Then I'm going to come back to you in a second. And honestly, we're happy with the schools that we go to because education is there. And this area has probably one of the best in education. But I can tell you right now, what the education is doing in most of our schools is taking us away from God. Honestly, secular environment includes secular schools. Even though there's some people who go to private schools and things like that. But the people in those private schools... Don't be, just feel comfortable. There's, there's secular people and secular living inside those too. So we can't just be comfortable. I know because I take the confessions of a lot of you and I know what I hear in those private schools and it's, it's still the same. I know, I'm sorry guys, I'm not going to be popular today, but I'm just telling you because you're, you're, you're my, my family, so I have to be honest, but when the, the gospel says, he who believes has everlasting life, I feel like we're outnumbered out there. Don't worry, it's going to turn positive later. Just be <laughs> And I think that it's it's sad because we've adopted a secular mindset of success and money and and things that we have to achieve. And I'm okay with all that. I'm not letting you leave here today thinking that Abun is against all of you and all the success and all. No, no, no. I just don't like that the secular thinking and mindset has taken over us, the Christians and the church people. It's taken over. what's leading the way what's leading the way is not God anymore in our daily life our kids those of you who are married with kids our kids are growing up not knowing their faith very well not strong in their faith and to be honest with you I've been reading statistics in the church even orthodox churches the youth are being lost in our churches it's a lot it's a huge number and we always say no no no, no not my not my children i even say that i'm the priest my family and there's no way but to be honest with you we're out manned out there so what i'm asking you today when the gospel says he who believes has everlasting life believe we're getting killed on belief We're getting killed on belief. But I'm going to tell you three things. And if you want to write them down today, I know we're asking you to write things down. But if you want to write them down, you want to think about them, you want to examine them further. But at the end of the day, we want to pray before the altar, saying, "And when I'm talking to children sometimes, and I'm talking to youth sometimes, some of you don't have children, and some of you don't have youth in your home, and some of you are not youth, no offense. Some of you are older. This is for you and for everyone, okay? Just take it in your own context. But there's three things I want to share today that will help must believe let me ask you a question before I give you the first one what's the number one reason why people especially young people leave their faith this is a question for you <clears throat> what's the number one reason why people young people especially leave their faith what do you think what's the reason why take him to church we read the Bible, we pray. Why leave their faith? Number one reason is they never owned their own faith. Let me say it again. You have your family in the church. It doesn't mean they own their faith. Everyone's clear? We're all in the church. It doesn't mean anyone here owns their own faith. It means that we have to work on it. And owning your faith means even if you're young, children and youth, listen to me today most of all. You're in the church, but you have to make a decision that you want to pray, that you want to come to church. You should be bugging your mom and dad to come. You should be leaving if you're old enough to drive on your own, come early and own your own faith. So number one thing is owning your faith, meaning that you have your own relationship with God. It's not because someone told you to be here. It's not someone told you to pray. It's you did it because you want to connect with God. You must search for God on your own. So each person in the church, listen to me, every one of you, look at me, look at me, look at me. Each one of you has to have your own personal relationship with God outside of anyone around you. Well, if you're a little baby, you don't have to answer me today. If you're a little, you know, little infant, it's okay. But if you're a big person, if you're old enough to listen to me, if you're old enough to understand what I'm saying right now, you must have your own personal relationship with God Outside of your family. Yes, your family is going to support. We're not talking about that. But this is personal. Own it. Have your own. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to seek God and see what happens. Open up with me the Bible in Jeremiah. I want you to see something. Everyone here. Jeremiah 29, 13. Jeremiah 29, 13. We always know 29, 11. It's a very famous verse. But there's always 29, 13, which people don't remember as much. 29.13 says this. Jeremiah. And you will seek me. That's owning your faith. You will seek me. What will happen? And find me. When you search for me. With what? Search with me with what? All your heart. How do you know if it's all your heart? If you're here feeling... Why this is boring and I hate it and my parents force me and I can't wait till it's finished. That's not all you're If you go home and you say read the Bible and you say, Okay, okay, that's not all you We'll never find God. We'll never own our faith. We'll never find God. So we'll never believe. We'll never grow unless it's each one of us really seeking and finding him and search with all our heart. You know, <clears throat> we come to church and play the part as a christian what's the christian part come to church attend liturgy take communion attend meetings then go home i love it proud of us but did i own did i you know how you know you owned your faith it's not sunday it's monday monday morning what's monday morning look like what's tuesday morning look like that's how you know you own your faith it's not that we're here It's not that Abun is preaching the, the gospel or you heard the readings in the Bible and you heard the Bible. Wow, I read the Bible. I heard the Bible. No, it's when you did that on your own. That's owning your faith. So children, youth, adults, families, make sure your family, you and your family, own your own faith. Each person in the family should own their own faith. Seek God with all your heart. Sounds good so far? So what's number one? Each one has to what? Own your faith. It's my faith. It's my God. This is my Father. This is my Savior. It's mine. I want to. Oh, the hymns are long in the church. Go and learn the hymns. Seek it on your own. The Bible, I don't know where to start. Find out. Get, get advice. But seek it on your own. Make sure your own. Don't let anybody... F- look, look. If you're, if you're old enough to read, you're old enough to have your own spiritual life. Okay, so number one, own your faith. Number two, this is where everyone comes in together. This is where the body of Christ comes in. Find support for your faith. Say it again. Find support. Number one is own it. Number two, find support. What does that mean? There's three main groups of people that influence you to grow in your faith. Does anybody know number one, number two, and number three in order? Three main groups of people help you grow in your faith and support you what's number one influencer over your faith what do you think what do you think the number one influence over your faith to grow which group of people parents yourself the influence over you who influences you most in this world one two three what do you think social media me very good Okay, outside of you, who are the influence? What makes you grow or not grow in your faith? Think about the young generation, think about the old, think about work, think about school. Friends. Okay, so here's the three that I read in order. Number one, and you guys said it, some of you said it right. Number one influence over your faith is your family. So that means for parents, even though we think that our kids are losing we're losing them outside, still, number one influence over. Our family, like if you're married, husband and wife, that's a great influence. If you're not married, you're siblings, right? Your family, your family is number one to help support you in your faith. Number one. So we can't say, no, they should, they should help, the church should do that. And the friend and the school and we blame everybody. No, 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 sorry. Sorry. <laughs> number one, influence over our family's growth in faith is... The family. So, parents, speaking of parents, adults, if you want your children to believe, what do you need to do? Believe. If you want your children to walk in humility, what do you do? Walk in humility. If you want, to be, if you want your children to be faithful in their schoolwork, what do you need to do? You need to be faithful. You want your your kids to get off the social media, get to I need to do all of us. Get off it. So, it's the influence. If they, if our children, I'm speaking to parents now for a minute, if our children see yes. us every day reading the scripture the praying, what do you think they're going to catch? They're going to catch the same thing. So, number one influence of faith is family. If I'm not honest, don't ask your kids to tell the truth. Right? <laughs> So, number one, number one influence over our faith in our family to grow is our walk. Our walk. And here's the thing, which I learned recently. If anyone in your family has a question, or a doubt, or something that they don't know about God, don't shut them up. Let them talk. Guys, we have the biggest influence over our family. If you have a spouse that's down there, if you have someone, open up, share, talk about it. Because the biggest support for your faith to grow is your family. Your family, your family, your family. Okay, we good there? So, own your faith. Second is find support for your faith. The number one support for your faith is your family. Who has a guess for number two? Support for your family. Influence. What's the number two influence over your family? I won't say support in this one. Influence. It's friends. Friends is number two. So this is where adults, who are your closest friends? Kids, youth, who are your closest friends? Do they own their faith? Do they talk about God? Do they live the right way? How do they live? Parents just a small thing that we need to do is we need to make sure we know who our children's friends are at school. We know who they are at church. Who are they at school? We have to be involved in that. Because to be honest with you, what I hear in our confessions is that the school friends have a big, big negative influence over our children. But again, I'm going to speak to the children and youth. Sorry, guys. I want to speak to you for a second. I want, this is for the youth and children. Open up a verse with me. Find a way to find a Bible quickly. 1 Timothy 4.12. This is your verse. Adults, give them, your children and your youth this verse. This is for you. This is what I want to say to you about your friends. 1 Timothy 4.12 1 Timothy 4.12 1 Timothy 4.12 This is for you, young generation. Let no one despise your youth but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, we're talking about today, in purity. Youth and children, be an example to the people. So what I'm trying to say to you is this, is that when you go to school, I know that your friends are influencing you. I know that what they do and how they act and how they see. I know what they watch. But you be different. You be the example in all those things. Purity, faith, all those things. You be the example, you be the model, you be... Don't be influenced, but you stand strong and be on your own. And parents, we have our part in it too. By the way, those who don't have families, When you go to work, let's be honest, there's influences there too. We have, like I said, we're living in a secular society with influences, 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 but I'm not just talking about the young people today, but I'm especially the young people, but the old people, we also have to take care. Last in the support of number three, which I'm proud we're number three, but we're a bronze medal today. We're not the gold or the silver. What's number three? We came in third place. What's third? The church. You would think the church would be the number one influence over your family, it's not. It's number three. Number one is family, number two is friends, number three is us here at church. So since we made the bronze medal, let me tell you what I think we should do. And I'm guilty about what I'm going to tell you. I'm guilty about what I'm going to tell you. Nothing should come before the church stuff. Nothing. No, we have the birthday, we have that event. Nothing, nothing. Like I said, I'm guilty of this one, nothing. No, but, not on Sunday. No, when we have a retreat or mission trip. No, but I don't think we can. We have this and we have that at the retreat. We can't make, what? This is a retreat to grow your family to another degree. And we say we don't, no guys. Sometimes even the retreats get canceled from your because we have this and that is that really important if you miss that thing that would it would it do anything so what i'm saying to you today is church we're number three well let's be a good number three let's not let any commitments take precedent over our church commitments you say no but sometimes we have okay i'm okay with sometimes but not many times and not for the big things when there's a retreat first one sign up when there's a mission trip First thing sign up. Why? Because the church is trying to take care of the souls of your family. Trying to take you to another level. Help work with them. When you come to church also, coming early helps. Those of you who come early, you know how much it helps. Come early to church. And kids, like I said, you push for that. But what I'm trying to say about the church is this. Be careful. This is what I felt in 2023 about the church. We are here as if I'm free. If there's nothing else going on, okay, no, no, that's not the way it is. Church is first, and then your other stuff could be later. It's not that if everything is working out and the sun and the moon align, then I'll go on the retreat. No, you clear everything, you clear your whole schedule, and you put that. That's why this, this coming next Wednesday, we're going to announce mission trips. I'm going to tell you about it later on. I want everyone to attend the meeting on Wednesday night. Zoom, but I want everyone to sign up on the next day for a mission trip. Why? Because we want to take you to another level. Okay, I'm done about that. So, number one was family. Two was who? Friends. And three is bronze medal church. Don't put anything before the church. I know, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. This is not a guilt thing. This is a priority thing. What is the priority? Okay. So one, own your faith. Two, find support for your faith. Last one, number three, which no one wants to do. Share your faith. This one people say, they turn off here. This is the way everyone turns off. Okay, but that first one, own your faith, I get it. Two, finds. yeah. Three, share. Why should, why should you share your faith? What do you think? Why? What does it do to your faith? When you share your faith, what does it do to your faith? It stamps it, it strengthens it. It says, I believe in this, and, nothing. and by the way, when you tell people what you believe in, then you have to do what? Then you have to live it. If no one knows you're a Christian, and you go to school, you look like everybody else, but when you share your faith, guess what happens? You have to live it. You know, I remember the first time they asked me to be a Sunday school teacher. I'm like, uh, I don't know the Bible. I don't know the Bible. And uh, I don't think I'm the right guy. And he said, no, 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 no. Here, you have to teach this. I after a while, guess what? I have to change my behavior outside. Because I'm telling the kids, and I'm sharing my faith, and I'm saying this, and I'm saying that. So it changes. So what I'm saying to you is, and by the way, parents, I want to say something to you. Does your children know any story about your faith, and something that happened in your life? Spouses with each other, do you share that with each other? Like, with each other, children, with a friend? I want you guys to take a risk this week and share your faith story, what God has done in your life, many many times. Share with someone. If you're really bold, share it with friends and work co-workers, and if you're really bold, but share. But parents number want to share with your kids. Do they know how you became really close to God? Or Do they know anything about your faith story? If they know, tell them again.: Sharing faith strengthens faith. I'm done, guys. But I just wanted to say all that. Sorry, to take a long time. It took a long while. Well, I took longer than usual. Sorry about that. The main thing is, when it says in John 3.36, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. Belief? Faith? You got to own it. Children, youth, own it. Do you believe? Are you here because you want to be here? Do you go home and read the Bible when your parents don't tell you? Own your faith. Find support for your faith and share your faith. And that's what we're going to pray for today. God, strengthen my faith, faith and protect my faith and grow my faith. Because I want to I want to have everlasting life. I want to be with you, God. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. Let's pray for that today. Pray for one another. Glory be to God forever.